Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Right, here we go. It's What's Good Under the Hood. Rob Sanders of Fox Sports Radio. If you'll step aside, 1400, they can see your sign behind you, which we actually had to rehang earlier today with yeah. Trooping on one side. <laughs> An owner of Mazda of Columbia. And I'm going to step aside and go out the door. <laughs> if you watch carefully during this, this is only the second episode. We've actually all been in the same room. Right. And and it's it's actually, yeah, we'll, we'll go behind the curtain for a second. Normally, we're in three different studios, but now we're all in the same studio together. And it's it's, it's I can't different. wait. I can't wait to go back and watch the last one, because when we did it, he said something stupid over there. I don't know what it was. Oh, well, and I know the look I gave him. I go, man, I wish I had watched my well, look. <laughs> if, the, uh, if you want something stupid, by the way, check out the archives. They're all on the YouTube they channel. They are. There's lots Plenty of Plenty of stupid things from uh, from Andy and myself. And then uh, Greg tries to teach us things. And right oh, over stop. Greg's. You throw the stupid in with me, too, because <laughs> I'm here with you. So that just says everything. And you're right over Greg's. By, stupid by osmosis because right. you're close to us. And the hallway, you see that window right above Greg's left shoulder. That one right there. You can, can see people walk walking by. You see people walking by the hall. I just saw our general manager, Ron Hill, and and Brody from 1047 WNOK walk by a little while ago. They looked in like, what the hell's going on in there? Well, that's you got these big windows here, and I refer to this on my Fox Sports show as the Dork Aquarium. People will come by and see me doing a show, and they'll tap on the window, and they'll be like, hey, Dork. <laughs> hey, Dork, like it's an aquarium of like a – look at that idiot in there running his mouth about uh, – you know, sports whatever you can uh whatever you can get out so yeah we're in the dork aquarium that's what i renamed the studio all right hope everybody had a nice thanksgiving one more gobble sir gobble, gobble. very well done thank you let's talk about the car industry as we always do on what's good under the hood what kind of so people? no i for, before oh, we sorry, get in, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to the gobble because i mentioned my father because uh that is a tradition in our family um, my dad would call me on thanksgiving and it's when i'd answer the phone we would gobble at each other. He did it first, of course, but then it got to the point where that's what you do. And now, like Easter rolls around, my dad passed <laughs> away a few years ago. But when Easter rolls around, what, you know, rabbits don't make much noise, so I'll call my mom and gobble at her just to, just for. Does she gobble back? Oh yeah, she's she's a player. She knows what's up. My mom's got it together. What's her name? Connie. We should get Connie on the phone. See if she'll gobble. For All us. we have to do is dial the phone right now. We can call. Can you her get up. her on the phone? I absolutely her. could. I don't want her to we'd know who I'm running with. We'd be respectful to your mama. Your mama would probably put us in our place. I should have, you know, she's out visiting. I should have brought her in here. I, I thought about it. And then I thought again, so, I bet she's a card. My mom's funny. She's a yeah. good lady. She's, she's sharp. She's 85 and she's killing it. She's doing really, really good. That's the great thing about elderly people. Cause my folks are in their mid eighties too. They just don't care anymore i mean they care about things and they care about people but they don't care what people well, think I, they'll I, say anything you're kind of right i mean i one of the things i've figured out from my mom is that there's a whole lot less things that are important to her and the advice she gives me now is a little bit different than it used to be uh in the sense that you know ah, it's no big deal just enjoy it whatever she's a little more easy going i think if i was at that age i would be too probably I, not, i'd probably not, be more so not, i'd be a grumpy old man well, you already are a grumpy oh, old man. That's off the top, man. Yep. That's not good I at all. I couldn't pass that up. That's all good. Anyway, I was in honor of my father. That's why I was mentioning the gobble. So what was your uh, question? What kind of people do you look for to work in your in your industry? It's easier to say ones I don't want is yeah. ones like you. I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, you, would, you don't you want hardworking, do... driven people working for you? Oh, man, if we went down there and applied, app. he would tell whoever's like whoever's down there, Hey, look at those two idiots. We're not hiring them. <laughs> Get them out of here. You know, the best people um, are generally 
service oriented people like uh, uh, bartenders, uh, wait staff, if you're starting them out in, in the car sales side of it, um, they usually are, if they've been successful in that business, um, because they listen, you know, they talk, but they, then they have a level of boldness to be able to inter interact with somebody, but they listen and you're not, you know, I've heard it a million times. If I've heard it once that people say, well, you're, you're a good talker. You could be a good car salesman. No, that is, makes a horrible car salesman. And nobody wants to sit there and listen to your drabble coming out of your mouth. What they want to do is have somebody actually help them uh, make a good decision uh, because not everybody knows everything they know need to know about a car. So they want to be kind of guided and uh, but good communicators um, make successful people in our business. And then don't forget, we've got the service side. And um, it was interesting. I saw something on Facebook the other day. I'm in some, I don't know, they got some group that are, is automotive related. And uh, somebody was on there talking about um, why sale or sales staff makes more money than service staff. And one of the clowns on there made the comment that, and he was in service, obviously. He said, that, well, that's the fault of the dealer. You know, he doesn't want to pay us the money. No, it, it's related to skill set. I mean, you know, if you have a particular skill, some are more valuable than others. And there's more profit in theory, overall profit, if you do enough volume coming out of a sales department. And, and one person in a sales department, a manager, a leader, can make a significant difference in how well a customer is taken care of, which equates to selling cars. You know, an hourly employee is in a different situation. And my comment to the guy who made that comment was, you, you know, you can be anything you want to be. You know, you don't stop just because you're working in service. You don't like what you're getting paid. And and service people now are getting paid more money because they're in higher demand. So right. that kind of adjusts it. Um, but, you know, it is it is a different set of skills. Now, service advisor, for example, they have to have a combination of um, some automotive uh, mechanical knowledge somewhat and overall how a car operates. And then they've got to be able to suggestive sell. And I'm, I'm not saying sell where they're selling something that doesn't need to be sold, meaning a lot of times there are service advisors that don't do anything. They take the car in, they write it up, and then they fix the problem. But there's a level of um, paying attention to see what the customer needs so they can suggest well, we, viable things. Yes, well, we the number one, your safety is at stake. You know, so uh, a lot of people don't think about that. They think, well, you know, the car's rolling down the road and it's rolling. Well, you don't know whether your inside edge of your tire is worn and to the uh, to the metal or your brakes are bad or whatever it is. And there, there's a lot of people out there in our industry that just don't do the thorough job because uh, they're kind of disconnected. And I've right. seen it in a lot of places. And so, you know, a technician will do a multi-point inspection on a car. And we do those for two reasons. One is to protect us. You know, if the car's gonna got a bad ball joint or something and it's hanging, you know, by a couple threads or there's something that's wrong underneath the car, they hit something and we don't notify them there's some liability in that for us. So we got to protect ourselves. And then the second thing is we have to tell the customer what's coming, you know? So, um, you know, you may not need your brakes done now, but you might be thinking about, you know, they're at three thirty seconds or four thirty seconds uh, left on the pads. You, you, you may just be able to get away with replacing pads instead of rotors and pads, which would save you money. And so there's, we should be suggesting that. So what I'm saying, and if you have to have somebody that's got the, uh, gumption. I, that's, is that a good word for you? Yeah. You don't have any gumption, but I have none. 
you, you, if you have a little gumption and you're not afraid to tell somebody, Hey, you know, you need to do this on your car. This is, or it's coming up. Um, they will be a lot more successful. So you've got a skill set of two different things there. And then technicians are technicians. We all know they have to be trained and certified. So we've what got about F and I guys and gals, finance and insurance, F and I, F and I guys. So I have a take that's a little bit different um, than a lot of uh, people. And that is the most important thing uh, that a finance person does in my store is they're the backstop that every, to everything that happens, meaning I'm not as concerned about the revenue that they're throwing off. And it is a revenue generating department. I'm not going to lie. We make money when we sell a service contract. Uh, we make money when we sell gap insurance. We make It's a profit center for us, and it has to be. We're providing a service. We have to get paid. But um, in my store, I tell them this. Your job is to protect the dealership and protect the customer and do things legally. So they have to make darn sure that everything they do is perfectly in order to process that deal through selling a secondary. So F&I person, they have to be organized. They have to be a salesperson. Um, they have to be a, have good critical thinking skills because the, the thing that people don't realize is that we have to get them bought. And what that really means is we have to get them financed. We have to get a bank to say yes. If you go online and you apply to Bank of America for a car loan, they're strictly going on score. We can still, even after all this credit score stuff going on, back when I started the car business, we would sit there and desk a deal uh, and stru structure it all. We'd take a guess at what the bank was going to buy it at what rate. Um, we would know based upon their credit and their history and all kinds of stuff where we thought it was going to go. There might be two or three banks. We'd write it on the front of the jacket and we'd throw them off into the finance director. You know, he'd come in on Monday morning and he'd have a stack of 30 deals and he'd have to start faxing them off to the bank and then start calling the banks and grinding. Well, we can still grind. And so what people don't realize is they think, well, that's easy. You know, you can get me financed. Well, no, it's not. If you've had a credit glitch or you want a certain rate or you whatever it is we're trying to accomplish, or in this day and age where cars are a little more, where we pay more for them, we have to be in line with what the guides are, whether it be Kelly Blue Book or NADA, we use NADA, but we have to be in line with that kind of stuff in order to get the structure right to get it financed because nobody's going to give you 200% of the value of the car in financing. It all has to come together. So they have to be able to think and tell your story to a banker to get them to do what they want them to do to help you get what you just got. You know what I've taken away from this? It's just a one word thing. You need people that can communicate. That's, that's basically the biggest thing there. Either communicate with customers, communicate with the bank, communicate with uh, the folks in the service department. I mean, you actually just need people that have the ability to communicate and actually have a, you use the word gumption to actually bring those things out. Yeah. And, but it is, um, but I said the critical thinking skills, there's more to it than just talking about it. There is being able to, um, to really kind of make sure that there's no unintended consequences of what you're trying to do. So it's more than just what's in front of you seeing the whole picture. The more our employees can see the whole picture, the better off the customer is when they deal with this. Do you train them for that? I mean, do you, uh, is every dealership different? What I mean by that is, is that you have, you mentioned that you have a certain way that you want your, your F and I guys to, to look at things. <clears throat> do you train your people differently than at other dealerships you've worked at? Um, well, I'm actually bringing in a, training company that we've used in, I've used years ago um, 
that they're still around because I need, I think we need to get a little more fundamental in some areas. You know, it's the blocking and tackling part of it that is the most important thing that we do. And um, the internet has kind of disrupted that a little bit um, because in a car deal, no two car deals are the same. I mean, I don't have everybody walking in with an 800 score uh, with $10,000 down where I've got no problem getting anything financed or getting, and, and then I've got a complete inventory of everything um, that they want. I mean, a lot of times people come in to buy a car and uh, they don't leave with the one they came in intending to buy because they see something else or some structure worked better for them or the payment was better and they, they like what they did. So they change. So I want my people, and so go back to your training uh, question. I don't think we do anything unique other than the fact that a lot of places don't train anybody, um, you know, and, and that's creating a problem. And you see that in everyday life. I mean, I just went through about the biggest fiasco on the planet with uh, between Home Depot and Lowe's. And I got to tell you a secret here. Um, Lowe's was, I went online to order some lumber. And I'm, I'm going to tell the story. It's worth telling. I, um, I went online to order some lumber uh, with Home Depot. And I put in my credit card and, and it said, thank you for your order. And it was $1,000 worth of wood. I'm building a deck. They help doers get more done. Thank you. Just but, I, but I'm a pro, so I'm going to go to Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so so I I order this wood and, I, and it says, thanks for your order. And then a second later, I get a text on my phone from Bank of America because I used my debit card. And it said, did you authorize this? I hit yes. And right after that, a thing came back from uh home depot that said um you your card was declined well it was declined because bank of america thought i was it was a scam so it said resubmit so i resubmitted the thing well in the first order i had a schedule uh of when it was going to be delivered it's going to be delivered on friday and i was like this was on thursday last thursday i was going to have it delivered on friday i thought great i can do it over the weekend it'll be great well then up on the second time I went into Home Depot, a banner came up on the top of the page when I was reordering it and said, uh, you can't schedule this order for delivery, even though I had one, you know, five minutes ago, they were going to deliver it on Friday. Now it says I can't do it. And within 48 hours, somebody else will contact you. So I called the number on there and the woman was terrific. I mean, she really was. She was terrific. And what was her name? I'm going to tell you the second terrific one's name. The first one, I don't recall because... Okay. Uh, she didn't get me to where I needed to be, but she certainly gave it a, the old college try. So in that, in that transaction, you know, she tried to help me get it done and it gave her the same message. And I said, don't worry about it. I'll go to Lowe's. So, you know, I spent my, going to spend my money at Lowe's. So I, I, I did the same exact order. I think it was $13 difference between the two and it scheduled me in for Saturday delivery. And I went, okay, I can live with that. I can get it done on Sunday. It's not a big deal. So, on Saturday, I got up and I went back and looked at the email and it said they would deliver it between 8 and 8, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I went, oh, terrific. So about 1.30 in the afternoon, I checked again, track your order, and um, it said the same thing. And then about 6.30, I checked it again and it, and it told me it was going to be delivered on Monday. Now I'm smoking, right? So I, I uh, call the store. It's coming out of Orangeburg. And actually, let me back up because this is a great part. Uh, the guy called me on Friday from Lowe's and said, hey, I can't find the screws that you ordered. I said, what store are you in? He said, I'm in West Columbia. I said, are you in the screw aisle? <laughs> and he said, yes. I said, well, go over to Lumber 
between the two aisles of lumber, there's a stand there and those screws are in that stand. He goes, yeah, it shows we have four buckets. So I'm telling the guy at Lowe's where the screws are, uh, you know, to get my order. Well, what I didn't realize is that the screws were coming out of the West Columbia. The wood was coming out of Orangeburg. There was my problem. There was their problem. And so I called Orangeburg, the store, because I, I was not happy. And what happened then was customer service. I was like, whoa. That's the way they answered the phone? She did. She was horrible. So anyway, I said, I canceled the order. I have not taken this. So I went back to Home Depot, reordered the stuff. Um, had I didn't, nothing got scheduled in. I knew I had, now I had a week because I'm not going to be able to work on it. You know, during the week I'm working. So yesterday I didn't, I still have no delivery date on my order. So I called the store and he says, for some reason it's locking you out. It won't schedule a delivery for you. So she, he said, let me have somebody else call you. So this woman calls me and her name was Sherry. And I think it was new, new, new house. Something I, I have it written down. So, yeah. cause I'm going to take care of her. She was amazing. I mean, the customer service I got from her was mind bogglingly good. Makes a difference, doesn't it? It made it's, all the difference. It's everything. Customer all the service, everything. The, yeah, because I'd given up on humanity after I talked to the gal from Orangeburg. This woman, and that turned out she'd worked at, at Home Depot there for 20 years, and, and she knew what she was doing. I said, what's your title there? She was like, I work customer service. I love doing it. And uh, the bottom line was, and she said, well, I, I, it's telling me here I can't get your wood to you till the 23rd. And I said, oh, no, 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 that's not working. I said, because I want to get it done this weekend. I have the opportunity to do it. I have the time. I want to get my project done. And the reason I didn't go get the wood myself is because it's 16 feet long. I don't have a vehicle that's going to haul 16 foot long wood. I have a trailer that could do it, but I just don't want to deal with it. Strap it on the top. Strap it on the top. Like, Honda? like people do mattresses. You see them driving down the road with yeah. this mattress, and it's like, that's going to blow off. Yeah, they're going to moment. Andy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Going to Andy's house. Anyway, <laughs> long and short of it, though, is that. She said, let me get to work on it for you. She called me five times during the period of that yesterday, five times. Finally, she says, and she's, I just want to let you know I'm working on it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And finally, she said, would Friday be okay? Like, that, yeah, that was what I wanted the whole damn time. Right. Well, no, but she was just, she, she went, met, or she called the trucking company that was doing it. I mean, she went over and beyond, well beyond where she needed to go to get me happy. And let me tell you something. I mean, she's great. I'm, I'm doing something for her. She was absolutely spectacular. She, and she tells Greg Friday and Greg goes, yeah. awesome. I'm yes. A, I'm a little cowbell for Sherry. She was awesome. I'm telling you. But and you see, you'll go back to that store now because of Sherry. There is no doubt yeah. that they now they own me. And those are the kind of people you want working for you because that's where this whole conversation began. What kind of people do you want working for you in the automotive industry? People that go the extra mile and don't answer the phone like the customer service lady. Do that impression again. Customer service. <laughs> now she yeah. barked at me. Yeah, like, I, hear, I hear that. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like what has happened to our society where, I mean, and I hope. And I guarantee you, you know, we've made people mad too. We don't always do it right either. And I, I've made people mad, but no. at least you take a shot at it, you know, of uh, trying to please them, you know, and I want my people to go over and above uh, what most people would do, but it is hard to find people with that mindset. I think that was the whole purpose of my really long story is that you've got two competing entities 
And one of them ended up with my thousand bucks. And because Home Depot didn't mess it up the first time, it was Bank of America that stopped it. Otherwise, I would have had my wood on Friday. They didn't do anything wrong. Um, the system, my name and everything for whatever reason, and it may be because of that first thing that got canceled. I don't know. Bottom line is, though, you got two companies that do exactly the same thing. And I always thought Lowe's was a little more of the upper crust of the two. Mm-mm. Wow. I, what a difference. When I wander the aisles of Home Depot, people actually ask you if they can help you. The other place, not so much. I find Home mm, Depot has better, better that, customer service. Lowe's has. Um, <clears throat> well, they're not bad. I, I, no, I was in there um, the fa- previous weekend, and they were very helpful uh, in the store. Yeah. But I was self-service there. You know, I wasn't uh, waiting. But, I, but the other thing was I, was I was paying $79 to have it delivered. I mean, so I, I, w- I didn't get anything for my money. Bottom line is, is that, you know, where do I find those kinds of people? It's really, really challenging. It's really difficult. And I mean, then the, you should make Sherry an offer. Hey, you want to you want to come work with us? Because well, I'm, I'm seriously. I, mean, I, I thought about that. It's probably yeah. kind of hard to price somebody away after 20 years. But mm. but, you know, I'm, well, I, that's the kind of that's the kind of person you want. No, it absolutely is the kind of person <laughs> I want. But I think that, you know, if you don't think my employees are going to hear the story, they certainly are because I want them to think the same way. How do we do it? How do we become great? How do we make yeah. sure that, um, you know, we're meeting our customers' I, needs? So I don't think I'm the only one that's curious about this. What are you building with all this wood? A deck. A deck. That or you weren't paying attention. I wasn't. I was elsewhere. I was. Yeah. I, no. Thank you. Yeah. And and some I I built some uh, raised beds and kind of enclosed the bottom of my. Deck you know, you, you could have told him a box to put him in, and he'd have been like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he's Andy Woods, so he'd get out of the box. It's all wood box I was building. Yeah, yeah, Maybe I could yeah. use him, put a screw in his head. What are, y'all, what are y'all asking for, for Christmas from Santa Claus to wrap up today? Just an interesting human human story here real quick. I still want that 9-11, although I will say this. This morning I saw something that came on my phone that uh, Porsche is making a Cayman GT, excuse me, I mean, it's a GT4 RS. So it's got 497 horsepower in that little mid-engine car. It revs to 9,000 RPM. But one of the coolest things was is that they were talking about the sound that the car makes. And they had the Sherman guy from, uh, you know, Gunter was talking about the Porsche. And they put intakes right on the outside fenders, right in front of or behind the window, the passenger and the driver window. That's the intake for the motor. And you can hear the motor screaming through the intake, not through the exhaust. Nice. I mean, you got the exhaust too, but but they have legal limits of what they could do. But all he could talk about was how incredibly fun that is. And that takes me back to the electric car. You ain't gonna get that electric car. Nope. You don't hear anything, which is weird when they when they take off. You don't hear anything. It's just, I sure like the stereo though in a Tesla. Yeah. Because there's no other conflicting noise other than a little bit of wind and man, it makes it sound good. So, so uh, did you, did you put out what you wanted out there? I mean, it's not like you and I can pool together and get Greg his Christmas gift. Oh, come on. Get a matchbox car. <laughs> I work on that. I don't really want anything. Honestly, I was thinking, I don't either. I'm pretty good. I it's mean, funny I, when you get to my age, I mean, there's not, uh, I don't, I don't want anybody to buy me anything. If somebody volunteered to make car payments for me for the next six months, I will take that. No, I thought your good. car was paid off. No. Oh. I've got nine more years on it. It's 2015. I financed <laughs> it for 14 years. 
That's beautiful. <laughs> at, at, at what nine seventy a month? Yeah. I, I Can I sell you your next one? Yeah, yes, you exactly. may. Exactly. Yeah. I want a pair of Ray Ban stories. I think those are going to be cool. It's what like are those? A, it's it's a, a pair of Ray Bans that are like smart glasses. You can take camera. It's like it's got a camera built into them. You can listen to music. I mean, how much uh, those cost? Uh, Two hundred and ninety. I know what you're talking about. Oh, Karen will get you some of those. She'll take up. She'll take up a collection from your kids. Yeah. If I if I tell her, hey, I want a three hundred dollar pair of sunglasses, she'll be like, well, you can get a divorce for four fifty. Yeah, she would. I know Karen well enough to know that she would say exactly no, that. I, I, I'll end up having, I'll have to save up and buy those. But yeah, they they look really cool. They they look like a pair of Ray Bans, but they've got um, they're like smart glasses, is what they are. So it's kind of neat. So there you go. That wouldn't be my deal. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, there's nothing. I there's nothing that I want. I'm good. I bought some new tools so I could build my stuff. That made me happy. But and now you have lumber on the way. How on Friday? I, I will. Hopefully I won't. Uh... Yeah, Greg just wants wood, wood at the house. <laughs> that's all. That's all he wants. Yeah, Thanks well, to Sherry for helping him with that. Sherry was the best. I'm telling you, Home Depot, Lexington, Sherry, customer service. There we go. Better than that. Salute to all great customer service people, and thank you. Salute to you for listening and watching. You can watch the podcast on YouTube if you haven't already. What's good under the hood? See you guys. See you. <laughs>